If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 38. I just want to read one passage out of here uh, this evening, Isaiah chapter 38. But before we get to that, uh, have you ever heard of or eaten at uh, this uh, restaurant called Noodles and Company? Uh, This was a place that our family loved to eat at uh, back in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I think like the closest one to here is in Lexington or Louisville. Uh, but, you know, it's not necessarily a, like a fancy restaurant, but it's not fast food either, right? And so uh, we enjoyed eating there. You know, you go there, you pick the type of noodle you want and the ingredients, and they kind of cook it there in front of you. Uh, and we always got the same thing. You know, I could tell you that all three kids always ordered the Wisconsin mac and cheese. Uh, Angela would always get some sort of Italian dish like the penne rosa. And I always get some uh, more of the Asian noodle, uh, the Japanese pan noodle. And so we loved eating there, but one of the things that always stuck out about eating there was this sign that they would have in the inside of the uh, building, in the establishment. And it said something to the effect of, we have a no-tipping policy. Have you ever noticed that before? We have a no-tipping policy. And basically what you did, you know, you ordered your food, you went and sat down, and they would bring it to you, but you were responsible for uh, filling up your drinks or cleaning up after yourself. And, uh, and I know that concept isn't new. I know a lot of other restaurants do that as well. But to me, that sign has always been a little comical, right? That we have a no tipping policy. You know, basically what they're saying is, or subtly telling you is that, you know, take care of your own trash, right? Uh, you take care of that and you don't have to, we don't have to uh, have a waiter or a waitress come and take care of that stuff for you. Or, and you have to pay someone extra to do that. Well, hold on to that thought for a moment. In a... Uh, Isaiah chapter 38, we're going to get this story about King Hezekiah. Uh, He lived about 700 years before Jesus uh, comes on the earth, and he's one of the kings of Judah, one of the southern kings, and he's actually one of the better kings, uh, a good king. And he rules for 29 years during the prophet Isaiah's ministry. Um, His story is recorded in a couple different places, 2 Kings chapter 18 through 20, 2 Chronicles 29 through 32. But here in Isaiah, we get a little bit of a a glimpse into his life that uh, we might not know otherwise. Actually, Isaiah chapter 36 through 39 is about King Hezekiah. Uh, Start with me in verse 1. It says, In those days Hezekiah became mortally ill, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. He he tells uh, this king, Set your house in order, because you're about to die. Verse 2, then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in truth and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. You know, he's he's praying to God, please remember me. Uh, I've done some good. And then verse 4 through 5, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and say this to Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayers and I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. What would you do if God gave you 15 more years? You know, that's not the question we're talking about, but that's another good thing to think about here tonight. What would you do with another 15 years? But here's what's not recorded in 2 Kings or 2 Chronicles. Because here in verses oh, 9 through the end of the chapter is going to be this, uh, this psalm, the, this prayer that King Hezekiah uh, makes. And look at verse 17. This is the verse that I want you to notice. Again, Isaiah chapter 38, verse 17. This is just very interesting uh, when you come upon this. It says, here's what King Hezekiah says through the prophet Isaiah. He says, Lo, for my own welfare I had great bitterness. 
It is you who has kept my soul from the pit of nothingness, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. Behind your back. He didn't say God removed his sins and put them behind Hezekiah's back. He didn't say God removed his sins and you know, sat them on this table to be thrown away later. But he said God removed his sins and put them behind his back, behind God's back. You know that one little word there, your, it makes a huge difference. That, that he would take Hezekiah's sins and put them behind his back. The idea is that he's, uh, he's taking care of the king's sins. You know, they're now out of his mind and out of his sight. He took his, you know, his proverbial trash, if you will, his, his sins, and he threw it away from him. Right? And he didn't even have to ask for a tip to do so. You know, many will say you can't find grace in the Old Testament. But if this is an example of grace, I don't know what is. And that's the message for us tonight to remember that we can't clean up our own trash. Right? Only the blood of Jesus can wash away our sins. Only the blood of Jesus can release us of our sins. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Only the blood of Jesus can make our sins be remembered no more. And that, of course, happened through the sacrifice of the Son of God, Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says, Paul wrote this. He said, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And if you're a Christian here this morning, God has taken your sins and he hasn't just simply taken them away and laid them out somewhere, but he's put them behind his back so that you don't have to remember them no more, that you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, wiped, those, wiped clean from those. And what a blessing that is. This evening, if you haven't put Christ on in baptism, if those sins still remain, they haven't been washed away, why not make a difference tonight? Why not have those sins washed away tonight to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins uh, and to, re- uh, to have those sins again washed away? Again, we would love the opportunity to help you with that tonight. Or again, if you need the prayers of this congregation or the encouragement that the Christians here can give to you, to pray for you, we would love the opportunity to help you with those as well. As together we stand and sing.